Welcome to the official catch-up. Today, uh, we're going to be focusing on the east of Scotland. Uh, obviously, the season kicked off at the weekend along with the Lowland and South of Scotland leagues. We have uh, Kevin Marshall on with us. How are you doing, Kev? I'm good, Chris. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, doing brilliant, mate. It's obviously great to give uh, the east of Scotland a wee bit of coverage. Um, we don't know how regular these will be, but obviously, season and open, we thought it would be good to maybe just cover a few of the games. Uh, certainly... Obviously, you mentioned your, your blog, obviously, on, on Twitter and a wee bit earlier. Uh, you had a few predictions. There were some shocks this uh, this weekend, I would suggest, Kev. Uh, the, the, I think the only shocker was my uh, my prediction um, ability. So, safe to say I'll not be troubling the bookies anytime soon. <laughs> I, to, as I said to you, mate, I think there was a few shock results. Uh, obviously, we'll get into them, but uh, we'll start with Friday's game. Uh, Musselburgh Athletic versus Lovie and Fissel Hutchie Vale. Hutchie Vale obviously just coming up from uh, Conference A. They won last season. Uh, Musselburgh, for me, I think, you know, a lot of people were sort of touting them towards the top. Uh, the game did get switched to Olive Bank. I believe there, there might have been an issue uh, with uh, Lovie and Fissel playing at home. It was, uh, and, and lucky, obviously, we mentioned, um, you know, a lot of clubs are streaming right now and Musselburgh did stream the game, so I did manage to catch this one myself. Uh, what can I really say? Musselburgh, I, I thought were good. I thought Lovie and Fissel were great. Um, lots of chances, kind of open game. I, I think Musselburgh got caught out in the break, but obviously by Lovie and Fissel, I think they, they were a wee bit more clinical in terms of their chances. And I wonder if this is a bit of a record. I don't know if you, you sort of spied this, Kev, but three Sean's scoring... <laughs> Uh, um, in the one game, obviously, Sean, Sean Ring, Sean Lally, Sean Cumming, uh, Lovie and Fissel won 3-2. Musselburgh did get a sort of consolation uh, towards the end. Uh, but is that that must be some sort of record, three, three goal scorers. Um, maybe in, maybe in, in Scotland there, maybe it mightn't be so much a record uh, in Ireland or somewhere like that. But it's, uh, it's quite unusual anyway. I don't know about a record, but un- unusual. Yeah, very, very, and some of the there were some decent finishes. I know for uh, Sean Lally's goal, we sort of, um, I know the bra were kind of suggesting there might be an offside, but he cut through and just took it past the keeper. But uh, uh, Sean Cumming, obviously, we know who used to play for uh, Kerry Hearts under twenties. Um, I think he played really well. He sort of cut cut down the left, and it was a really decent finish as well. But um, surprising result, Kev. A a wee bit, I I mean. Um... I never saw the the game myself. I didn't watch the stream, um, but I did see um, Musselburgh a couple of weeks ago in one of the the preseason games uh, against against Kelly, and I thought they gave a, a pretty good account of themselves. Uh, and I actually thought at that time that they, they probably looked um, like a decent kind of outside bet for the the season. So I maybe a, a wee bit of a shock, uh, no disrespect to to Lothian Thistle at all, but I. I well, when I did my, my blog, I actually did it on Friday night uh, and I predicted a, a narrow home win, I think, for um, uh, for Musselburgh. So uh, that was the first of my predictions that went wrong. Yeah, I mean, there, there seemed to be, I don't know if it's maybe just the amount of Musselburgh fans that sort of follow us on social media, but certainly they've been sort of talked up a wee bit this season. I don't, uh, I think their squad's actually pretty decent. As I said, they, they played all right. They, they obviously hit the post a couple of times and hit the bar as well. So I think it was just a, an unfortunate case that they maybe got caught out by Lovie and Fissel, uh, Hutchie Vale, when they, when they were in the attack. And obviously, you know, goals win games, obviously. 
Uh, and there's one thing that I have noticed over the seasons: the the Friday night games tend to kind of throw up some um, some odd results for time to time. But in, in saying that, um, you know, Lothian and Thistle were were always the main side in the East of Scotland League back in the past. Um, and since the since all the, the sides came over for the juniors, they've kind of slipped a wee bit. But um, from what I gather, they were. Uh, they were pretty strong in Conference A last season, yep. um, so maybe they're, they're just carrying that momentum into, uh, into the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we'll move into Saturday's fixtures. Uh, there was obviously a few of them. We'll start with uh, Blackburn United uh, hosting Genefield Swifts, and it was a bit of a route for Genefield. We were uh, up at Genefield uh, a few weeks ago, obviously, at their training mm-hmm. sessions. They did look well drilled. They looked well fit. Uh, Dodsey uh, scored a brace. Chris McLeish hat trick and uh, Mark Smith goal. Blackburn did have a chance uh, to to sort of get a consolation, but uh, Mitchell did uh, make a save from uh, a penalty save. Really, a brilliant win for Genefield. I, I expected them to win that. I, uh, but maybe not by by that sort of scoreline. Um, I was lucky enough to be at the uh, the Genefield game last weekend uh, against um, uh, Stirling University Lowland League side. Um, and they were they were three 0 up at half time, and I went went on to win the game three uh, one. And I certainly thought uh, first half they, they looked pretty impressive. To be honest, maybe the the Sterling keeper had a bit of a mare, but uh, you still got to stick the ball away. Um, so I I think uh, I did fancy Genefield uh, for that uh, for the win there, uh, but like I say, I wasn't expecting six uh, 0 Um, dark horses potentially for. You know, for top of the league? Um, I could be, yeah, you never know. I, I think uh, they, they play some nice stuff, Genefield. Um, they, they have a bit of a worrying tendency to let it slip uh, for time to time, but certainly when they're, uh, when they're firing, they, they, they knock the ball about well and again, they've, they've got some uh, some quality right through the side. Uh, you know, players that are, that are good with the ball at their feet, so I on their day, they're, they're a match for anybody. Yep. Good, and it was obviously good to see uh, Dodgy get a, a, get a brace in that game as well. Yep, uh, happy with that. Uh, Dunbar United versus uh, Socky. I think another a bit of a shock, really. Uh, they were hosting Socky, but uh, early uh, early goal from Fraser Neve, um, who, who <laughs> yeah, I've been kind of sort of back and forth from uh, on Twitter, uh, obviously about the east of Scotland uh, getting the professional status. He's he's calling himself a, a pro <laughs> footballer. <laughs> <laughs> he scored. Uh, he scored in the second minute to give Dunbar the lead quite early on, and they sealed it uh, in the seventy-fourth minute uh, via the penalty spot. Uh, McLaren doubling the lead. For me, that's. Uh, I probably know a wee bit more about Socky than I do uh, Dunbar United's team, but um, another shock. I would. I would suggest. Well, I kind of bottled it a wee bit when I did my prediction on this. So I went for a score draw because. I was really just going on, um, you know, their finishing place uh, in the league last season. There wasn't actually that much between the two sides uh, last season. I think their their record was almost identical, uh, with the exception of maybe one result. So I, I thought a score draw would probably have been about right. But these games, it's all about uh, about who takes your chance, their chances, you know. And when it's when it's as tight as that, uh, you can anything could happen really. So. I, I would think um, Dunbar will be pretty chuffed with it and uh, 
I've got a mate yeah. who's from Dunbar and he's, you know, he, he keeps an eye on their results. So, so he'll be kind of happy as well, I would think. Uh, moving on to the title favourites, I would well, one of the title favourites, Lafco Rose hosting Crossgates Primrose at Preston Field. Uh, another uh, sort of shock, I would suggest, in terms of results. Uh, Lafco Rose did take the lead in the 17th minute uh, through an own goal. It uh, wasn't very long before Crossgates Primrose equalised in the 23rd minute through Scott Lowry. Uh, and Crossgates Primrose had a chance to win it, actually, um, towards the end. It was a penalty miss, unfortunately, uh, for the draw. But uh, we have to congratulate, obviously, Jason Deans for getting man of the match for Crossgates. But, you know, um, I mean, it would have been brilliant if uh, Primrose got the got the win there, certainly. But, uh, you know, f- decent draw for them as well, especially against one of the top sides in the east of Scotland. Uh, sorry, I, I need to tread carefully here because I've been getting belters on Twitter from a couple of the, uh, the Crossgates fans who... Uh, were taking issue with some of the things I'd said in my preview about, uh, about the side, but I mean, I, I mean, when you've got a player like Scott Laurie in, in your team, you know he's uh, he's been around a wee while, but he still knows how to stick the ball in the net. So you can, he's one of these players that's always liable to to pop up with a goal and get your result from time to time. So um, I, I I think uh, that is again, if I remember rightly, I went where. Uh, we rose to win that game. So, I if uh, if we go on that basis, then maybe it was a wee bit of a shock. But I, you know, I think Primrose have got a, a decent side. Yeah. Um, and at the uh, at the start of the season, you know, one or two of the kind of results is maybe all it needs for you to to get the ball rolling and, and go on and have a really good season. And I, and I hope that is the case with Primrose. Yeah, and obviously the. They brought back Lewis McKenzie up front. They have uh, Gary Layton sort of came back into the team, uh, you know, after leaving Kelty and uh, Cammy Lumpston as well there as well. So, that, yeah, I think you're right. I think they have a, a decent sort of... I think uh, Kieran Chalmers is there as well now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, really, a, a, a team that's, that's sort of built from, you know, higher up at Lone League standard or, or even above that. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to see the likes of Crossgates Primrose um, sort of get... I wouldn't say better standard of players, but certainly those with maybe a wee bit experience from higher up the levels. And we, we said that a few times last year that they were maybe um, punching above their weight a wee bit. Um, but, they, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, they, they had a decent finish in the, in the league, so there's no reason why they shouldn't be going into this season with a bit of confidence. Yeah. Uh, disappointing, obviously, for Lanlafco Rose because we, we, we could probably say the same about them. Obviously, like uh, Paul Willis coming down and and uh, they've signed a, a few guys, obviously, from East, East Cobride last season, Scott Stevenson, uh, Dean Cairns and uh, and whatnot. Uh, I'd still, I'd probably still fancy them to be, you know, near the top uh, come uh, the end. Well, I, I mean, I think just purely on reputation alone, Rose are, are probably one of these sides that you would regard as um, as one of the biggest sides uh, in that, that division. So... You would you would hope that they would be there, or you would expect them to be there or thereabouts. I mean, last season was a, a pretty dismal one for them, to be honest. I know what you would expect for them. Certainly, know what the uh, the Lithgow fans would expect for them. So, I I think um, I would certainly expect them to be a bit higher up this time around. And and they are missing Roddy McLennan as well. Um, I believe he's sort of taken a wee bit of time uh, off at the moment uh, due to obviously work commitments as a teacher and stuff like that. So. He, you know, someone like 
uh, Roddy would, you know, an influential player. They still have his brother, obviously, Ruri, but um, I think, you know, um, if he gets back, comes back in a few weeks or whatever it will be, um, obviously another big boost to, to Rose. The other thing I think is crucial for them is is uh, getting the fans back in. You know, we've kind of been spoken about at length, but you know, it is it's a, a cracking stadium to go to Preston Field, and uh, you know, when that place is full, then they do generate a bit of an atmosphere. So, so maybe yeah, uh, maybe teams like Crossgates, for example, can take advantage of the of the fact that the, they didn't have that kind of boost behind them uh, at the moment, and maybe see if they can. Uh, you know, rob some points that they might not necessarily be uh, expecting to get. They they were streaming the game also, which is great to see. And uh, and another team that was streaming the game, Newton Grange Star, were hosting uh, Camelon Juniors, one one uh, a result again. Again, <laughs> uh, I probably would have predicted that. Well, actually, I think Newton Grange Star have actually had a very decent preseason. They brought in uh, Craig O'Reilly back to the club, so he's we all know he's a goal scorer. Uh, but I probably would have. Favoured uh, Camelin, even what you know in that regard, um, and Camelin did have the lead uh, in the seventy-first minute. It was uh, Mark Stowe that, that gave them the lead, but uh, an injury time equaliser by Kyle Mitchell uh, gave uh, and the point there. Uh, obviously, a bit dramatic for opening day, but uh, another decent result for uh, Newton Green Star. I again, it's another one I need to uh, watch what I'm saying because. Uh... I kind of slipped up the last time I was on and when I was talking about Newton Grange. But um, I, I, I certainly would have expected um, Camelon to, to uh, come out on top on that one. Uh, I think they they were a decent side last year. I think they've recruited well over the, the summer. They, we, we both know Keir McCauley. I think he's a, yeah. a good addition to the side. So I, I would have expected Camelon to... Uh, to get off to a, a decent start. I think they'll be there or thereabouts um, this season. But credit to Newton Grange, you know what I mean? The finishing bottom last season, they've obviously uh, made a few changes. And, you know, like I say, if you get if you get the, the points on the board uh, early doors, it can make a huge difference to your season and it can certainly, um, you know, give that momentum kickstart to, to go on and do a lot better than they did last year. Yeah, and what I always comment when we, we when I talk about New England Star, but what a ground! Uh, I do believe the, I think it was the the Czech Republic under twenty ones before they played Scotland were training at uh, Newton Grange, so testament to, to to the ground there. I think it's, it's one of my favourite East of Scotland grounds, uh, Newton Grange Star actually. Uh, it is. I mean, it's a long, long time since I've been there. I, I used to go. I've got family across that neck of the woods, so I used to go across there when I was a kid. But I've not been for a while. But I it was. It was uh, it was always a nice stadium back then, and, and I know they've done um, they've done a bit of work. So I, I'm I'm quite sure. Uh, hopefully, get a chance to get across there sometime soon. And what I sort of touted as my, uh, I guess if there was a match of the week or game of the week for uh, East of Scotland, this would have been my game of the week: Pennycook Athletic versus Broxburn, two teams that have been up there uh, over the last sort of few seasons. I. Expected, uh, I, I tell you what, it's a weekend full of shocks, really. Um, but obviously, it's the opening weekend, so we're, we're not too sure how how new teams will gel and uh, and, and whatnot. But yeah, Pennycook beat uh, Broxburn Athletic 4 1. I'm gonna butcher, I'm just gonna call them Lumber. <laughs> we had a discussion, discussion about this, I, I'm not gonna try and pronounce this guy's name, but yeah, um, he gave them the opening. 
uh, for Cookie's first competitive goal of the season. Uh, Connor Kelly uh, drew Broxburn Athletic from the spot. Callum Donnelly fires home a half volley to restore Cookie's lead. And uh, Craig Stevenson converted a Cookie penalty for the third. And it was Callum Connolly again who doubled his tally to complete the scoring at 4-1. Uh, brilliant win for Pennacook Athletic. I, I think between the... If I had put a prediction for this, uh, certainly Cookie at home would have been a thing for me, but I think it would have probably been a, a bit closer in my mind. Uh, but either team, I, I think, uh, in terms of their strength, could have won that. But I'm very surprised at the 4-1 result. Aye, me too, I've got to say. Um, I think I think it's Lombard Cataliza. I apologise if I've got that wrong. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually just looking at his goal just now on... Um, on Twitter, so uh, it's, it's a decent finish actually for, for their first goal of the season. Um, I, I, I would, um, I would certainly have expected Broxburn to to come out on top in this game. I mean, Pennycook are a decent side, uh, especially at home. But again, uh, like a few other sides we've talked about, they, they do have the tendency to blow hot and cold a wee bit. Whereas Broxburn, if you looked on their form last year. And you know that they were a really, really strong side. So I, I, I certainly expected them to, uh, to come out on top of this. So it's a great result for Pennycook, and four-one at home, first day of the season. Uh, like I say, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it, that's the kind of result that can they can get your season going. Uh, so I let's let's hope they can they can keep that momentum up. Yeah, and and for Broxburn, I think it was a similar case when we left go when I'm. Looking at the the sort of sides, um, you know the, the players that they've brought in and whatnot, there is a case there that it will take time to gel, obviously. And I think different teams are probably at different stages in terms of their fitness and preseason. And but uh, I would expect Broxburn, similar to Lumlafco Rose, to, to to bounce back and obviously be uh, you know towards the the top uh, when when hopefully the season uh, gets to a conclusion. I mean, the the thing I would I would say was, you know, this season is going to be more unpredictable than than any season that we've ever known, probably. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things. I think you definitely didn't want to get off to a bad start. So I, I would certainly expect that they'll be looking to bounce back pretty damn quickly. And I, again, it's it's a cracking ground. I, I really like going to Albion Park. I think it's a it's a really smart wee stadium. And uh, when when that shed end is full. Um, if fans, you can they can create a bit of atmosphere and, and get behind their side. So, um, by I definitely wouldn't want it to be the side that's that's um, dropping points early on in this season. I would, uh, I would really, if I was a Broxburn fan, I would be really keen to make sure you get back on track quickly. I think you're right as well, Kev. I think it is probably going to be a, and it's probably similar to other leagues as well. Um, even the Lone League, there was a quite, quite a lot of, I think there was less shocks, but certainly closer results, I would suggest, um, for some of the teams. So I think we could have a case of a, a pretty much open season in any of these leagues. Well, I, um, I mean, when you when you throw in the curveballs that, um, that could be coming our way, um, to me, I would like to get the points on the board early and just make sure that because once they're on the board, they're staying on the board really. So uh, I, I would, uh, I wouldn't like to try and guess what's going to happen this year at all. <laughs> uh, moving on to Callum Elliott's first game uh, as manager of Trinan Juniors, uh, they played hell of beef. 
the, the game was sort of overshadowed a wee bit by Ricky Patrick's injury. I believe it was a, a serious one. We obviously wish him all the best. I don't know uh, the absolutely, I, I don't know the, the details, but obviously I did see John Mitchell's uh, status and uh, and whatnot. Um, I think it was from a, a bad tackle, from what I've heard. But I haven't seen it like that, so I, you know all we can do is wish him the best. Um, uh, absolutely, I I mean I, I like Ricky. I think he's one of the players in in the midfield. He's he's got a bit of energy. He's got a bit of steel. He's the type of player I think that every every fan would like to have on their side. So I absolutely echo that, Chris. I hope he, I hope he gets back, uh, get back to his best soon. Uh, Trinent Juniors uh, got the win 2-1 over Hillebeef. Uh, the Hawes did take the lead on the 51st minute. It was a penalty, uh, Lyle Kellaghan. Uh, and unfortunately, I didn't get the goal scorers, but Trinent did score in the 85th and the 86th minute. Uh, again, I don't know if it was, you know, if this was before or after what happened to Ricky. It could have been a factor that the Hawes maybe were a bit concerned about their teammate. Um, I don't know the the... You know the nature, obviously, of, of what happened there. But um, you know, fair enough to Trinan, obviously getting back into two late goals uh, and a decent win over a, again another a team that you'd probably expect to, to be near the top in the Hawes. Hi, I mean, um, it's a bit of a sickness for any team losing two goals that late on in the game. Um, but I, there, there wasn't much between these two last year. I think it was third and fourth. The the two of them finished um, and. I was at a couple of their games actually, and uh, and they were pretty close encounters. Um, so I, I suppose it's one of these things you, you beat the teams around about you, and uh, and that's a really important factor in your in your season. So credit to to Trinent for for that. Um, I still think um, Hallebeath are, are probably just about the side to beat in that league this year. Uh, but again, you. you You've got to go and win the games just because uh, you're maybe one of the favourites. You have to, uh, it doesn't automatically follow that you're going to get those points. You've got to go on uh, and, and win the games and, and earn the points. Yeah, and in terms of Hella Beef, I've actually obviously been doing the, the squads like I normally do, and I've been sort of checking in with Hella Beef as a, one of our sort of local sides, if you will, Kev. Uh, they seem mm-hmm. to have a really decent depth, uh, certainly for the standard and. Um, yeah, again, again, it's a case of, um, you know, obviously the points and, and wins and whatever is what matters, but uh, strictly based on the team, yeah, you would expect them to, to obviously bounce back, but it's very important to to uh, bounce back. And I think it's harder. One thing I guess we have to mention is obviously the fact that the boys are going to be playing, you know, Saturday to Tuesday, Saturday to Tuesday most most weeks. So it's, it's definitely going to be tough on the, on the teams that are maybe a wee bit short in terms of depth. As I, um, I definitely. I mean, the the, the schedule you've got now, uh, with the, the late start, is going to be be difficult. Um, so I mean, I, I spoke with spoke with John Mitchell uh, a few weeks ago. Now I was down there doing a wee bit of work for them, and I spoke to John and uh, a couple of committee members, and they were all really pleased that they'd managed to keep, um, you know, most of the squad that they had there last year. Uh, keep them together, and they've obviously added one or two to strengthen that. So I, I think we've got a good, a good blend of youth and experience. John worked with the youth team before he took over the, the first team, so the, there's a couple of young guys have made that step up uh, into the side. So I think all the signs for me are, are quite positive for Hallebeath. 
And uh, moving on to Tynecastle, uh, Stephen McLeish was announced as a manager after Callum Elliott uh, took over Trenent. They got off to a brilliant start, perfect start, if you will. Uh, 6-0 over Inverkeven Hillfield Swifts. A uh, bit of a sore one for uh, Hillfield Swifts, obviously just coming up to the Premier Division, but uh, a real, real uh, proper result that for Tynecastle, obviously coming up also. Uh, one thing I would say, though, I, I didn't catch who, who scored the goals, unfortunately, but I did see one of the players obviously trying to claim all six of them, and I don't know how how uh, <laughs> how true that is, obviously. But in in fairness, if it, if he did score all six, then uh, fair play, some result for that. He'll be in for top scorer, surely. <laughs> well, if there's nothing published anywhere else, then <laughs> they're up for grabs, I would suppose. <laughs> I mean, I suppose I think last time I was on the pod, I'd tipped Hillfield Swifts to maybe cause a few shocks this season, so I don't know if I'm letting. Uh, letting that influence <laughs> influence my predictions. I, I kind of thought they might have enough just to boot Nick this. Because um, I think I'm right in saying Tynecastle just came up uh, from the from Conference B this season as well. Yep. Although, from memory, I think they, they did run away with that league, uh, that conference last season. So maybe it's not too much of a surprise, really. But I thought it might have been, certainly thought it might have been a bit closer than six now. Yeah, certainly, and and they have. In fairness, they lost. They've lost a lot of players as well. Obviously, Jordan Hopkinson went to uh, Broxburn. Uh, obviously, uh, Jordan Smith went to uh, uh, Bonnyrigg as well. So they have lost a few players to Castle, and it's a really decent start. I think. I think when they play Trenen, uh when they come up against their former manager Callum Elliott, I think that'll be one to sort of watch out for and look out for. Uh, that always adds a wee bit of spice to proceedings. Eh? Yep. And our final fixture of the Premier Division uh, at Rosewell, uh, Whitehill Welfare, uh, played Dundonald Bluebell. Uh, unfortunately, it was a red card for Whitehill. They kind of suggested that that's, this might have changed the game. Uh, Twaddle was sent off for a second bookable offence. And on the 66th minute, uh, Dundonald obviously took the lead. And I don't know if you spotted who scored the goal, but I'll give you a guess of who it was, uh, <laughs> Kev. Was it Stuart Cargill? It was chance? Stuart Cargill, yeah. Of course it was Stuart Cargill. <laughs> no, I'm obviously delighted for Cargs. Uh, some a, a decent win, I think. Uh, I've been obviously keeping an eye out on Whitehill as well. Uh, new management, obviously, and uh, decent squad by the looks of things. Uh, some result again for Dundonald, especially away from home. It is, aye. Um, I think I said before, Bluebell were, were kind of pretty high scorers in that league last year. Um, You've you got somebody like Cargill in your squad, then you're always likely to to get a few goals. Um, so, I, uh, I'm not so sure about uh, White Hill. I know they, they did, they, they've changed a lot of their backroom staff, they've, they've changed a lot of their playing staff, so uh, it's kind of difficult for me to comment um, on, on them. But anyone away from home is a good one, I would suppose. And what we'll do now, obviously, um, so we're not here all day, we'll uh, just sort of fire through the, the First Division Conference A games uh, we'll start with Craig Royston. They beat uh, Tweed My Rangers 6-0. A great result for uh, for Craig Royston there. Dalkey Thistle were beat at home by Edinburgh United 2-1. Uh, Haddington Athletic beat Dunny Pace 2-0. A uh, decent result there. Kennewey Star Hearts won 3-0 over Arniston Rangers. That was their first uh, game in the, the east of Scotland. Great result for the, the Fife team there. Leaf Athletic beat Coldstream 6-2. Resife won the Fife Derby in Conference A. They beat uh, Kirkcaldy and Dysart 4-2. St Andrews United beat Ormiston 2-0. And Fortin Hibbs beat uh, another uh, new team to the east of Scotland uh, 3-0. Uh, 
in Edinburgh South. Uh, we'll go to Conference B. East House is Lily. This is, you know, a bit of a shocker for uh, Imouth, uh, who's just back. But obviously, uh, it is good to see Imouth back. But I'm sure they they would have wished a better result. The East House he's beat them eight uh, nil. Uh, Hoyk Royal Albert United beat Glen Rothes two one. That's that was probably a wee bit of a shock for me because um, I, you know, I've been keeping up with Glen Rothes. Obviously, I spoke to to their manager and whatnot. Um, uh, sort of during lockdown. I was expecting maybe a wee bit better from, from Glen Rothes, but that's that's some result for uh, Hoyt. It is. I, um, I'm, like you, I, I saw a wee bit of Glen Rothes last year, not too much, but what I did see, I thought they looked pretty decent. So I, no, not the best start to the season, I wouldn't have thought. Harry at what University are probably among my favourites uh, in the conferences. They beat uh, Burn Island Shipyard 2-0. Newbridge Juniors won 3-0 over Lockwood Welfare. Oakley United uh, beat Lock Gelly Albert 3-0 in another Fife Derby. Uh, People's Rovers at home got beat 9-2 by uh, Lankari, which is some result. Uh, uh, Preston Athletic uh, at home got beat by Canoe 5-0. Yeah, a few... few, uh, no, I wouldn't say shocking results, but it's some decent results for. A, yeah, for a few there's teams. some big score lines here when you look at it. Eh? A nine-two, an eight-nil, a couple of six-nils, six-two. Uh, aye, so aye, good. Maybe that's that's the place to go for goals as uh, Conference A and B. Maybe this season, um, good to see. First, I suppose that some of the new five teams are not necessarily new, but new into our league. Five teams: Kennaway, Star Hearts, Rosyth, um Thornton Hibs. I could see them getting getting their, themselves off to a start. Um, hi. And the other one for me, a uh, uh, canoe beating Preston. Yeah. Five now. That, that, and I spoke with um, we were mate at Genefield a couple of weeks ago, and, and he was saying that uh, they'd got a they'd got a bit of shock against Canoe a couple of weeks before that. So maybe they're a side, maybe they're dark horses. I don't know. Can I need to keep an eye on them? I've only been up there once. So I need to, I need to keep an eye on their results this season. Yeah, definitely, Kev. Um, that, that did sort of... I know a, a few of the boys at Preston Athletic as well. So um, that that was a sort of eye-opening one. I think there was a few, as, as we've mentioned throughout the podcast, but there is a sort of... Early season fair where maybe teams are still sort of working it out. Guys need time to gel, but um, the results are what's important. And there's certainly been a few surprise ones this weekend. And there'll, there'll definitely be a fair wee bit of that. I mean, the, the guys have been off for so long, seven months, a long, long time to be to be out. And it doesn't matter how good your, your pre-season programme is, you are still going to be a wee bit rusty. So uh, I'm sure it will take a a couple of weeks for, for some of the guys to blow away the cobwebs and, and get fully back into their stride and for the kind of managers and the coaching staff to, to be able to get their ideas across, especially if they've you, you know they've picked up a lot of new players. So I, it might take a wee while to, to settle down and, and shake things out. Uh, so uh, certainly worth a watching. Yeah, Brian. And we'll move on to uh, just to preview the sort of midweek games uh, in the the Premier Division, uh, we've actually got a few sort of decent sort of ties in there, um, I, I would think. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, these are Tuesday, uh, 13th of October. Um, we'll start with Blackburn United versus Lovie and Thistle Hutchie Vale. Uh, I think another uh, another difficult one for Blackburn. Uh, I was really impressed with Hutchie Vale the other night at Musselburgh and another away game. So uh, Blackburn 
I don't know. I, I would suggest maybe Archie Vale are probably going in as favourites for that to continue the uh, the momentum. Uh, probably, I. I mean, the, the two two away games for them to start the season's kind of always a big ask, but um, I would think Blackburn will be a bit low after uh, after a heavy defeat yesterday. So maybe uh, and Thistles, it's a good time to, to go there and and bag themselves a few goals. Maybe I. And two teams that didn't win uh, on the opening day, which is a bit surprising, but Broxburn Athletic uh, versus Camelon Juniors. Uh, I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be a wee bit nervy as well, considering uh, they didn't pick up any wins on the opening day. But Broxburn at home, I would I would probably take them over, over Camelon. Yeah, I would, I would expect them probably just to shade that one, eh? Uh, moving on to Hillaby Hawthorne versus uh, Dunbar United. Um Hopefully, I'm not showing a wee bit of favoritism, uh, favoritism to the Fife team, but I would probably go with Hawes uh, for the win there. Aye, I think so too. I think for both Broxburn and Hillaby, who most people would regard as being the, the two favourites, having a home game um, immediately after after an opening day defeat is probably the best you could ask for. And uh, I, I would I would think Hillaby should be um, should be good enough to win that one. Uh, Genefield Swifts uh, hosting Crossgates Primrose. Obviously, Crossgates Primrose got a, an excellent result away from home against Lanarkshire Rose. But um, given, given the the scoreline uh, and how many goals uh, Genefield Swifts and how I guess well drilled we we saw them in training, I, I've got to give them the the advantage really. Genefield Swifts. Hey, I think so too. Hey, at home as well, it probably gives them gives them that wee bit of an edge, but. Certainly, Crossgates have already proved that they're no pushovers, so uh, that'll not be an easy game, I don't think. And uh, Linlithgow Rose hosting Tynecastle, two teams in Maroon. Uh, I would imagine Linlithgow Rose would want to get back to winning ways, um, especially at Preston Field again. Aye, aye, I would, I would think so. But same again, Tynecastle, you know, a, a really good result yesterday, so I would certainly wouldn't write them off. No. No, nope, definitely not. Uh, Newton Grange star hosting Trinan Juniors. Um, <laughs> you know, it's weird, uh, Kev. Uh, all these sort of shock results, I'm, I'm assuming it'll probably be the same midweek, no matter what we say, but... Um, <laughs> Guaranteed. Eh? <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I quite... You know what? I'm actually... I'm going to put my neck out in the line and say that uh, Newton, Newton Grange star are going to win that one. Sorry, Trinan. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's quite a, a local derby that one as well. Eh? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just just to be just to be different then, I'll say Trinidad. <laughs> probably need to be a nil nil draw. That's exactly what I was going to say, mate. Uh, Pennycook Athletic hosting uh, Musselburgh Athletic. That's an interesting one because, as I said, I don't think Musselburgh played that bad against uh, Lovian Fissel. I just think you know it's a matter of obviously putting the ball in the net, uh, and Pennycook Athletic certainly proved that that they can. Uh, because it's at home, I have to give the cookie the advantage. I uh, I would think so too. Um, again, probably not be much in that one either. I wouldn't think. Socky Juniors versus Dundonald Bluebell. Um, I, I quite I still think Socky Juniors are, are you know a fairly solid team. Um, but I am going to show bias and, and say that Dundonald are going to get away win just just for the just because they're a five team. Aye, uh, um, again, I'm not too sure about this one, to be honest. I think Socky could be all right at home this season. Uh, I'll, I'll sit on the fence, I'll go with a draw. And finally, two yeah, two, two each. Good, good. And uh, 
Finally, Whitehill Welfare versus Inverkeven Hillfield Swifts. Um, I'd probably I'd go, I'd go for Whitehill Welfare to bounce back. It was a heavy defeat for Inverkeven Hillfield Swifts uh, at the weekend, uh, and, and I don't think that from what I heard, uh, Whitehill Welfare were actually pretty decent in their game. But obviously, the red the red card uh, affected the results. So I, I've got to say Whitehill Welfare uh, for the win against uh, Hillfield Swifts. I mean, with the greatest respect. On paper, at least, you would expect these two to be sides that are kind of in, in the lower half of the table. Um, so this is, these are the games that are really important to them. I think it's, it's crucial when, if you are going to be in that, that kind of relegation fight, they maybe relegation fights are that strong, but if you're going to be doing that, that lower half of the table, then you need to be beating the sides around about you. So it's, it's a, an important game, and I think maybe that's what's going to shade it for, for welfare. Brian, Kev, it's obviously been excellent having you on. Uh, good to get a wee bit of coverage for the East of Scotland, certainly. Um, I think I said it in the beginning, but we don't know how regular these will be, uh, but we'll try our best, obviously. I think it's harder even even for any, even the likes of the Lone League, because there is midweek, um, midweek games and stuff. Um, you know, mm-hmm. realistically, we can't do two, two or three or four podcasts a week. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone's got the time for that, obviously, but we will do our best to, to give East of Scotland coverage. As I've already said to you, um, you know, I, I was hoping and under normal circumstances to, to try and get around a few more of the East of Scotland uh, grounds this season, cover a, a wee bit more distance. Um, whether I'm going to be able to do that or not, obviously it depends on, on whatever restrictions are, are placed on attendances. We'll obviously allow you to... To, to plug your your, your blog, uh, hopefully you'll be a wee bit better this week in terms of the predictions. If you're if you're doing any, uh, I didn't read anything other right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it's kmphoto.co.uk, and kmphoto on Twitter, Facebook. I'm on Instagram as well now. Uh, moved into the 21st century, so I uh, pretty much anywhere that where there's photographs and and folk talking about football, then that's where you'll find me, KM Photo. And you can find me at Rampant FM on uh, on Twitter, and you can find the catch-up at Official Catch-Up on Twitter, Facebook's Lowland League Catch-Up, and Instagram is Official.Catch-Up. And you can pretty much find us wherever podcasts are, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, and obviously we're on YouTube as well. So uh, it's been great. Um, I really enjoyed the chat, especially East of Scotland chat. I'm, I'm hoping to maybe catch a few live streams here and there, uh, depending on what my situation is going to be like. Kev, obviously, I'm uh, probably going to be working within the Lone League um, for at least half half the time. So um, if I can catch maybe a few streams for East of Scotland, I'll, I'll certainly hopefully um, get to see a few teams uh, and a few matches this season. And, uh, you know, once... Once we are allowed back, whenever that may be, there's always a, a spare seat in, in the car wherever I'm going. You're, you're always welcome to join me. I appreciate that, Kev. I really do. Depends depends on who it is, though. <laughs> 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 I'm only kidding, obviously. I, am, I, I think we, we spoke about it, obviously. I'm, I'm really keen to get um, more coverage for East of Scotland and, and see more teams. Uh, obviously, you know, you're, that's yourself. We do know a few of the players and, and some of the guys uh, down at that level, but um, I think I think it's difficult. It's obviously difficult. Um, plans went awry uh, for clubs, for for players, for fans, um, for myself, for everyone really uh, during this this uh, this sort of current climate, if you will.
Aye, aye. And I mean, even just when, when we thought there was maybe a wee glimmer of hope, then obviously the, the changes and the, the, the government guidance or the government restrictions kind of slammed that door shut in our face again. I've got to say I'm really lucky, and if anybody is listening from, from Kelly, I've got to say a big thanks to them. Uh, they're allowing me to go as part of their media team, so I've still been uh, still been able to go to, to their games, which you know, and I, I understand that there'll, there'll be a lot of people probably throwing things at their um, their speaker just now because they're they're not able to go. So I, I realise how lucky I am uh, to still be able to get to go to the games when when everybody else is up in the house. Yeah, and I think it's great from the clubs, obviously, to. I think they, at the moment, uh, obviously, I don't want to go too much into this, but certainly in terms of the media point of view, I think it's important uh, to have sort of media people to maybe live stream games, to commentate on games, to to even just update the fans on on uh, on what's happening because I, I think it is a big miss at the moment for fans, and it's great that even uh, the East of Scotland teams are obviously doing what they can in terms of live streaming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and obviously, photographs are really really important as well. Yeah, yeah. I need to, <laughs> I need to actually, I need to actually catch you on Instagram. Is it just at KM Photo on Instagram as well? It is, mate. I just, just the same as everywhere else. I. Brian, I look forward to some of your photos, and uh, I look forward to hopefully chatting to you soon, mate. Well, as I said, we'll we'll see how how it develops over the the course of the next few weeks. If there's going to be some more news, some fixtures, and and probably shock results as well, I would say. Uh, well, fingers crossed we can get to a game soon. Eh? Yeah. All the best, mate, and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we'll talk to you soon.